Well, hello, 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 and hi. What's up, crew? How's it going? My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome back to another episode of The Bottle Club, where we're about to talk about some things. And look at look, look what I just I just messed up. I just messed up. I just said the word we are about to talk about some things, when in reality, I am about to talk about some things. See, I don't know if you know this, but there is nobody to my left side because I am doing this podcast episode alone. Alone. I, I, I don't even know why I'm starting off so angry. I'm <laughs> I am starting this episode fucking alone. There is no more we are about to talk about some things. It's I am about to talk about some things because the great co-host of mine who people were DMing and emailing and even on our Discord, they were like, love the chemistry that you have, love the duo that you have, love you both. You guys are awesome. I can't believe you two are like friends just chilling out, having a good time. I listen to y'all. There was even one guy that was like, I just binge like 10 episodes of you guys. 10 episodes. I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Hopefully it wasn't all in one sitting because you need to be productive in this world instead of sitting down for 10 hours and listening to our voices because, hey, life is so short. Hopefully, maybe you were at your office and you were listening to us, or maybe you were going for a walk, or maybe for a drive, but you, if you, Jonathan, calm down. If you were in your bedroom, okay, on your bed, and you're listening to our my podcast episodes for 10 hours straight, I need you to do some internal work for a second. Yes, listen to this podcast, but be productive with your life. This is like a motivational podcast, okay? All right. All right. Well, anyway, so Noah Finland, the great Noah Finland, the guy that I had great chemistry with. We were vibing. We were chilling. We had great stories. Things were moving on up. We had 100,000 followers on TikTok. We were getting millions of views. About a month ago, he gives me a call on a Wednesday after we, you know, filmed a podcast the previous day. And he gave me a call, and I knew where it was coming, and he was like, yo, Jonathan, how's it going? I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And he goes, hey, um, I want to let you know that I'm leaving the podcast. I'm so glad that we were able to be together. We're now friends. Um, I've learned so much. It was a great experience, but I cannot be there for you as a podcast co-host. Now, Noah Finland, and you can find him on Noah Built the Ark on Instagram, who I absolutely adore, and it was dignified, and I respect his reasons for leaving. And we're going to get to that in a second, because I don't want to leave you in the dark. I'm going to tell you, as vulnerable and as real and as raw as I can, the exact reason why he left. But for the past month, I've been trying to grasp how can I make sure that this podcast lives on. I've worked so fucking hard on this goddamn motherfucking beautiful podcast that it is. I write down the stories that I want to broadcast to you. And on top of that, once the podcast is done, I take the footage. I upload it. I spend hours and weeks and nights. Okay, not hours and weeks and nights, but hours and late nights editing the podcast, 
putting the clips together. Every single clip that you see on TikTok and on Instagram, I am taking my two hands on a mouse with headphones and putting it all together for you. You know, I'm here to provide some entertainment. So for the past three weeks, I've been trying to figure out how do I make sure. And I said, okay, maybe this will become a journalistic podcast. Maybe this will become a place where I do props. Maybe this becomes a place where I bring guests in. Because can I really do a podcast alone, sitting down with a microphone in front of a camera speaking to you? And you know what? About three days ago, it was a Sunday because today is Wednesday. Um, I was driving back from San Diego to Los Angeles and suddenly out of nowhere, my Bluetooth wasn't working on my phone. So therefore, I could not listen to music or anything for an hour and a half. And instead of turning on the radio, for some odd reason, I began talking to myself in little voices. Maybe it's because I forgot my medication. Who knows? But I just started talking and I started laughing and I began to say, you know what? If I could talk to myself for an hour and a half alone in my car, because being in your thoughts is kind of weird. Have you ever just sat there trying to meditate? But instead of meditating, what ends up happening is you begin to like think of so many different things. And then you're like, you know what? Am I even a good person? And then you backtrack memories of your life and you begin to think about all the mistakes that you make. And then it compounds and then you go, you know what? I need to see my therapist. That's what happened on Sunday. But instead of the thought staying inside my head, I was speaking it out loud to my fucking rear view mirror. And that is when I realized, you know what? If I could talk for an hour and a half, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to put a microphone in front of my face. I am going to have this camera. And I just want to let you know before I break down and cry because of the stress that I have trying to make sure that this podcast stays alive is I appreciate you. I love you with an L-U-V. And if this sort of podcast episode is something that you enjoy, let me know and I will continue. I have a piece of paper here with a bunch of like topics that I definitely want to get back to. And I haven't touched any of it. So <laughs> what's going on? Also, in addition to that, I've reached out to big people on the internet and I'm like, hey, this podcast is a little different now. I was wondering if you want to come in, come in as a guest. And so we're bringing on guests, y'all. We're bringing on some fucking dope guests just for you. And I'm excited and I'm planning and we're going from there. So I'm not stopping. This is... You know what? You know, as they there was this guy, I forget his name. He's the Swedish speed skater. We'll put him up here with a little, if you're watching the YouTube video, here's his photo. Here's his name. And basically he says, do not wait to be motivated. Motivation is something that you work towards. Motivation is something that you search for. Motivation comes from your two feet walking forward. Unlike Noah, who decided to quit this podcast and walk out. By the way, I am really excited, and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but you know what? This is a time for confession. This is where we're at now. We're being vulnerable. 
I'm headed to San Francisco today to film a self-driving car for this company called Cruise. And I'm really excited about it, but on top of that, I'm more excited because there's this girl right now, there's this woman, there is this individual who makes my heart go ba-dump, ba-dump, all right? Who makes my soul and spirit and my mind go, oh my God, why is this person so fucking amazing? See, uh, and so what I decided to do was I decided to say, you know what, I might see this person, and so I'm going to give a little snip-snip in my down area, my pubes, basically. I don't know why I decided just to give it all out there. I'm so sorry if you're an underage kid of 18 years old, but I wanted to shave. I wanted to trim my pubic area. Don't know why I'm telling you this, but hey, it's out there. I don't want to. It's out there. Fuck it. And I don't know if this happens to you, but you give a little snip snip and then you're like, ah, it's a little uneven. And then you give a little snip snip some more because I use scissors at first and you're like, oh. And then you try to even everything out, like on the left side, the right side, the middle side. And pretty soon you go, you know what? I'm just going to take the shaver. It's, it's, it's thin enough now that I can use the shaver to shape it the way that I want to shape it. Because that's what I want to do. I want to shape it the way that I want to shape it. So I shape it the way that I want to shape it, but it's still uneven because I'm not an artist. I didn't major in art history. I didn't go to college. I didn't go to FITM. I, I studied rhetoric and economics in college. I am not an artist. I can't doodle. And so I'm, tr- you know, so I'm trying to doodle even though I can't doodle down there. And suddenly, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. All right? (laughs) It's like I just came out of my mother's womb, and that's what it looks like. The how smooth it is, not not the size. Okay. (laughs) By the way, speaking about size, so there I am, there I am, here I am. And things are, you know, prickling out. And it kind of like, it kind of like hurts a little bit, but I'm excited. I'm excited because it is smooth and it's okay because I don't have any chest hair. So everything is congruent. Though I do like hair because at least it makes me look like a man and not a baby. Because that's weird. You know, it's like gonzo. Nobody wants to see that unless there's hair. A little bit, just a tiny bit. So I'm taking some magnesium pills because I hear that's really good for growth hair. And hopefully by the time that we see each other, everything looks really good. But speaking about size, wow, I haven't even gotten anything on this little, sorry, uh, whatever. Speaking about size, for some odd reason, every single friend that I have, they always tell me, their size and is it just me or am I missing out on something because every single guy that's in my friend circle somehow has a large size every single male friend that I have they always say guess my size and I go seven and I go you're on the money or they go I'm a little bit bigger than that. Actually, it is an eight. Do you know how many sevens and eights that I know? 
either they tell me or they tell me and then they show me. Hey, you know, they say that you are who you surround yourself with. And in this case, they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> Someone's lying, right? Someone's got to be lying. Anyway, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, so there's this girl. We're definitely going to talk about that. But let's get real in a second. Okay, this is what's happening with Noah Finland. Okay, love him. Noah built the ark. Got to find him on Instagram. He's doing great on YouTube. His clips are fucking skyrocketing congratulations hooray two thumbs up um as you know we have some co-host issues but basically i was looking for a co-host and we met and there was this like immediate like i looked in his face and he looked at mine and there was a smile and then we sat down and we started having a conversation and i said noah i really like what we're talking about right now and he goes jonathan I really like talking with you right now, too. And I go, hey, I have this podcast, and I'm looking for a co-host. Are you down? And he's like, oh, I'm ready, baby. And I'm like, let's get it on. So we plan. You know, we wait, and then we begin in November of 2021. I'm excited. I'm trudging. I'm moving. And this is the deal that I set forth. I said, hey, listen, I am going to give you $100 per episode because, hey, your time equals money and I want to start this off as a business partnership first and then we can grow and become even better friends then from there I said you know I understand that I'll be doing a lot of work in the very beginning of the of the podcast but I believe regardless of you know the audience that I've built so far I believe that we should make this 50 50 and the reason why I did that was because I was thinking about the future in the future, I'm thinking that we're going to have editors. In the future, we're going to have a studio because right now, this studio is actually my bedroom and I've decided to turn my closet into my sleeping area. That means I sleep on the floor with a weighted blanket. Hooray, congratulations. So that's the future. And I thought it would be fair like in the future because we grew so much together and it just makes sense that it would be right for us to be 50-50 as a partnership. We shook hands. We said, let's do it. And so we film 12 episodes together, 12 episodes together. And like I said, ratings are increasing. Views are going up. People are DMing saying, I really love your chemistry. Life is beautiful. I'm thinking of the future. I'm like, okay, we're moving. We started with like 50 people listening, then 100, then 200, then 500, then 1,000, then 1,500, and things were moving. I felt so good inside my heart, inside my soul, even though I spent like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. nights, you know, trying to make sure that his voice and my voice could sing to the sun. And you, you're listening, and you're like, you know what? I love you guys. I'm learning so much from you guys. I love your stories, you guys. You know, that's what you were saying, basically. And then on Tuesday, so many weeks ago, I said, Noah, there was a big event that happened to me over the weekend. Basically, I had a bipolar episode. Okay? I'm bipolar. I have manic depression. 
and I had a bipolar episode. So my mental health was up the wazoo. And I said, yo, dude, I want to talk about mental health. And we're going to break down my bipolar. And we're going to see where this goes. So he arrives. And of course, I talk about my bipolar. I talk about my suicidal ideations that are inside my head. I talk about all these random voices that are, you know, bringing up the the pain that I've had from the past. All these thoughts of these negative, nagging thoughts. And then, of course, because I like to joke around, I joked around about suicidal ideation. I said, hashtag YOLO a lot. I'd be like, you know, I feel like just jumping out the window, but I'll be okay. Hashtag YOLO. And then I would laugh, and then I would see his face go sullen. And he he tried to be there for me in this like mental health discussion, trying to understand where my mind was, trying to get a grip of what does it mean to be bipolar. And I want to tell you all about that in a second, which I'm going to because that's in my notes. And after we were done with this mental health episode, he was putting on his shoes in front of the door, and he looks at me and he goes, Jonathan, are you okay? Like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And I could see the concern, and I could see the empathy, and I could see like him giving up with just working with me right there in that moment. And I looked at Noah, and I said, Noah, bro, I'll be okay. I've deal with my manic depression, bipolar episodes, and it happens every so often, and I've lived with it. For so many years, I know for certain that I'll get over it, and I just want to apologize. I want to apologize so much that I threw so much of myself, so much of my mental health issues on you. I am so sorry. And as he left, I texted him the same thing, like, listen, I'm so sorry if I was too much, too angry, too depressing that I've decided to do an emergency therapy session, which is so fucking expensive. Therapy should be fucking cheaper. What the fuck is going on? I am not made out of money. Uh, For fuck's sakes, my room is a podcast studio and I sleep on the floor. Anyway. So Wednesday, the next day after my therapy session, he gives me a call and he says, Jonathan, we're friends, but I cannot support you in this podcast situation Because it's a little too much. And it is best that you take care of your mental health before you continue. And you know, I I, I saw that and my first reaction was actually, this makes sense. As someone that has all this fucking trauma in his life, usually, as I've told my therapist, I think of the worst. I think of the worst things That will happen. And for some reason, I can react with it externally in a very positive way. And then later on, I emailed him saying, hey, listen, Noah, I want to let you know that I respect your decision. It's courageous. Everyone should have their boundaries. And then you also return the money, all $1,200 as well. And so I just said, the way that you did what you did from a phone call, from being open, 
to being vulnerable with me to also returning the money showcases how great of a guy that you are. And this is what I believe. Listen, we are in this society where everyone is going through all these mental health issues and it is our responsibility as humans to our friends, as humans to our family members that are going through mental health issues to be empathetic, to be empathetic. But at the same time, you need to put up your own boundaries because your mental health matters too. Don't ever feel obligated. Do, like, try to stray away from being guilty and shame if you can't be there for someone. Because listen, your life matters too. You have to put up boundaries for your own mental health, period. Yes, we're striving for empathy, but no one, no one should force you to be there for them. No one should force you to say, pity me, sympathize with me because I am struggling with my mental health. No. No. That's what Kanye West, that's why I fucking pissed off. Yeah, I know Kanye West is dealing with your bipolar moments, but Jesus Christ, don't hurt others. Don't stalk others. Don't harass others and use your bipolar as an excuse to say, sympathize and pity me. That has been my biggest fear since day one when I have this shit. I don't want to shame anybody and I don't want to guilt anybody to sympathize with me, to pity me, to be there for me. I don't want to, I do not want to force anybody to be there by my side and support me because everyone has their own shit at the end of the day and boundaries and everyone's own personal mental health matters. Noah is not my therapist. I am not someone's therapist. There are limits to how far one can go, and you should be okay with that. I've seen the trauma and the sadness that I've brought to significant others who I've dated because of my bipolar situation, and it fucking sucks. I see the sadness in one of my ex-girlfriends when I'm breaking down, and she sees me, and she wants to be there for me, but she doesn't, but also it is so stressful for her because she is not a licensed therapist that is trained to deal with someone that is going through bipolar. So for Noah to leave makes sense. Your boundaries matter, okay? You can empathize. You can be calm. But put a time limit. Uh, I say, hey, I'm going to be there for you. But I'm letting you know that I only have about 20 minutes to talk to you. And if you need anything from me, like I will drive and pick you up. I, if you need money, I got you. But for this conversation, for my own you know, mental health situation, I could only talk to you for 20 minutes. And I hope to God that you get a therapist. And here's the thing, though. With Noah, he's in my comedy circle of comedians. And I know that from time to time, we will also meet up. And I want to make sure that, hey, I've been through breakups. I've hooked up with people. And I want to make sure that that are in my circle. And when we meet up, I want to make sure that, hey, 
even though we've broken up, even though we're not seeing each other each other anymore, I want to make sure that there is a level of calmness. There is no level. There is nothing. There's no awkwardness whatsoever. It's just chill. And that's why I also send him that email, that genuine email of, "Hey, listen, I respect your decision. I understand that boundaries matter." Um, I am always rooting for you. And Noah, if you're listening to this, I am always fucking rooting for you because I think that you're a talented person. I'm mad at myself. I'm kind of mad at myself. I'm kind of mad at myself. Sometimes I was like driving um, on you know, yesterday, actually, on Tuesday. Um, and I was, no, sorry, Monday. And I was really just thinking about how I overthink with a lot of situations when I have my depressive episodes and I began like crying in my fucking car. I began crying in my car because, bro, I hate being bipolar sometimes. Like, this is what it's like being bipolar. Okay, so you have these like manic highs where you feel like you're Jesus Christ. This is where my best creative ideas come from. This is where I can look at someone and observe every single section of their body and know exactly what they're thinking. Like, my cold reading is on point. Think about... The think about the movie Limitless. Bipolar for me when I'm on my manic high, I am like the main character of Limitless. I put in this invisible fucking pill and I am floating. Granted, I'm a little agitated, as in like I'm a little like ADD status, like I'm all over the place because every all my senses are heightened. But this is when I can my ideas inside my head. And the way that I'm able to explain it, it's just, it comes naturally. I am walking, living embodiment of Jesus Christ. I can perform miracles. I'm also really funny. I'm high energy. And people love being around me. But when I'm in this, but when I have my lows, and studies showcase that your lows is sometimes like, it lasts three times longer than your highs. Jesus fucking Christ. There's a difference between like sadness and depression. Sadness is an emotion that comes out of the whims because something happens that triggers you to be sad. But like depression, you just don't know where it comes from. And you're just, you're just down. Things are numb. My thoughts... And my emotions, like I don't know how to place it together. I do not know how to communicate. And all these like past trauma shit breaks into my fucking head and is like, you are worthless times a hundred. And then suicidal ideations pop up and they say, hey, here are a list of ways that you can leave this world. But because of like, my training and because of how I know my body, I like I push I like literally push through. But because I don't want my trauma to be my personality, you know when those people that like use their trauma as their personality where they walk up and they're like, Hey, when I was a little kid I was abused. That's what you're gonna start off with? Hi, what's your name? I don't want to be noticed as Jonathan, the bipolar guy. That's not what I want to be. I want to be Jonathan. He's the fun, loving friend who's always there for people. And he's really funny with high energy. So I usually keep that bottle up in my fucking soul when I'm depressed. And when someone says, how you doing? How are you? I go, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful, even though I'm dying inside.
Um, but I hate it because I begin to overthink. And then the people that I begin to love, like I texted this girl that hopefully I see on Friday who I'm infatuated with because, oh my God, her soul and her spirit and the family values that she has. And she makes me laugh. We pick up the phone and all we do is laugh. We don't even talk all ring, 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 ding, 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 ha, 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 laugh, 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 laugh. So much fun. Um, I sent her a message like, I can't wait. Like we're going to see each other this Friday. And then. I began to like over fucking think in my head like, whoa, what am I doing? I'm losing control. What's going on? I'm worthless. Uh, she doesn't really like me, even though we're having so, so many great talks where she's saying that she likes me. And yet I'm saying that she doesn't. And then I send her a text message like I pull back and I go, never mind. We shouldn't see each other. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then as soon as I sent that text, she hit me back in this like la la land of like, oh, Jonathan, you always do this, but ha ha ha, we're going to see each other. <sighs> and that's when I looked at that text and I cried. Because, guys, what I'm learning is that. Everything's going, I hate, I hate saying that everything's going to be okay because we don't know that. We don't know how far, you know, you're down. If you get depressed, I hate that fucking word when someone says it will get better or everything will be okay. You don't know that. However, this is what I will say, especially if you go through depression is like, if you give it time, if you give it time. Like if you don't react to your depression, if you don't act on what's in your brain, if you just stay still for a second and maybe like write down and, and figure out, okay, where I where am I? What is reality? A practice that I try that has been helping for the past couple of years. So instead of my bipolar depression episodes being destructive, which is ha which is which it has in the past, like you know, losing, ga like gambling a lot to escape and hurt myself, destroying my room, punching walls, bleeding on my hand because I just keep on pounding a wall, you know, throwing friendships away. One of the best things is when I'm having my episodes of depression, I have to think, okay, what is reality right now? Where am I right now? Who am I right now? And I sit down and I breathe for a second and I start writing down kind of like affirmations. Like as you could see behind my board, I do have affirmations. Like I am good. I am great. I have nice flowing thick hair. Um, through hard work and preparation, money flows through me and with me and towards me all the time. So this is what I think about. And then I begin listing like all the things that I have done in the past. You know, and... I'm going to brag for a second. I've lived a pretty amazing life. I have great friends, and that's because I try to be a good friend as well. I work hard, and because of that, I've had great opportunities. But that the big projects don't matter. What matters is like, okay, who in my life has been there for me? And I write that all down. And I write down my skills. And I go, okay, Jonathan. Okay. All right. I know these nagging thoughts saying that you're worthless, say, you know, having these ideas of suicidal ideations. Yeah, it's coming. But is it true? And even if it is, hey, 
I know what I need to do. I know how to work to kind of fight these negative thoughts. Like, hey, you're telling me that I'm worthless? Hey, guess what? I have skills and resources within my own self to say that I am not. Your biggest hurdle in life will usually be your own voice, and I am going to fight it. That's right. And then on top of that, which is really beautiful that I always tell anybody that's going through like a down episode is this. Once you write everything down, once you can like see that, hey, I'm going to give it my best shot to fight these negative thoughts that are plaguing my fucking mind. Believe it or not, if you put your hand out there, there will always be someone who will do their best to support you. Then it is your job, of course, because remember, like I said, everyone has their own mental health issues to be very aware that when you're opening up to never force or expect certain individuals to be there for you. So put time limits. Say, hey, do you have five minutes to talk, etc., etc., etc. Put your hand out there. You have no idea. There will be people that are willing to support you. And then it is up to you to do some work. And that's a bitch. That working part is a bitch. Because God damn it, sometimes you just want to sit down and have someone console you and be there for you. But also I feel very weird about that. Like I'm not a fucking baby. I mean, maybe I'm a baby right now because I shaved too much of my pubes. Ugh. Okay. So where was I? What am I even talking about? Subscribe to the YouTube channel, guys. <laughs> but that's that's like that's something that I definitely want you to think about, right, for a second. And listen, if if you're if you're manic just like me, if you struggle with PTSD, I want to let you know that I that I fucking adore you. We're superheroes, okay? Hey, this is a little break to remind you that if you're listening to this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube because we're trying to beat Toyota. <laughs> and if you're listening to this on Spotify or the Apple Podcast, don't forget to share this. But more importantly, go and click the five stars on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts with five stars. And if you leave your Instagram handle, I will send you an Instagram DM, a video DM. All right, let's get back to the show. So one of the biggest things that I want to talk about right now, which is on my mind, and there's a lot of things in this world that's going on, but one of the biggest things is this woman that uh, is an Asian woman that kind of got me in the feelings a little bit, and her name is Christina Young Lee. And she was a New York City 35-year-old woman, and she was followed back to her apartment, and unfortunately... This man who followed her, this unhoused, uh, mentally unhealthy individual, um, you know, just, just, I don't know why I'm about to break down, but basically took her life. And when the officers arrived, uh, he was hiding behind the couch and it like hurts a lot because there's a lot of, I, I guess it's the news and so many different things but I feel as there's a lot of Asian hate going on right now 
or just how scary it is to be a woman, especially an Asian woman, just anywhere. There was another incident where uh, there was a woman near the subway station and she was pushed as the train car was going through. There are countless videos of just uh, Asians, especially Asian women being attacked and it just got me in the feels. And so my brother, who is also very, very prone on this, gave me a call and said, hey, Jonathan, I think we should send money to our sisters that live in New York City, just extra money that whenever they feel a little scared, that they should also, you know, maybe Uber or take taxi cabs back to their place for for safety. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. And then I had to sit down on FaceTime with my two sisters and kind of explain the situation and where we're coming from. We say, hey, listen, if you have headphones, make sure one ear is open. Make sure you're always checking out your surroundings. Don't be politically correct. If you see people that look kind of sketchy to you, it's okay to cross the street. If you're near the corner of a sidewalk, please don't do that. Stay back. Same with the subway. And if you are ever in a situation, so help us God, that if you are attacked, that what you do is instead of screaming, help me, you scream the words, fire, don't touch my baby, or of course, um, rape. And when you do that, there's a higher probability because of the bystander theory that you'll be able to, you know, at least someone will be able to, 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 to spark up like attention and, and hopefully get to you. And, you know, now as I'm talking about this, there's like this, I know that this is a comedy podcast, but I guess I, I kind of want to run this down. It kind of reminds me, um, with my, with my girlfriend so long ago where so many things would happen to her and it would, it kind of like changed the landscape of what I knew, what women, especially Asian, just women were going through. So this is, this is like the recollection that I have. It's, I was in my, um, I was in my apartment, I think it was around like 10 p.m. at night, my college apartment, and my girlfriend, suddenly, she gives me a call, like, I pick up the phone, I'm like, hey, and in this frantic, like, concerning voice, she's like, Jonathan, I'm like, what's going on, what's going on, blah, 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 she's like, there's a guy, and he's following me right now I'm like okay okay what what happened she's she goes well I was in the drugstore and I felt like this guy was watching over me and sure enough as I began to leave I think a few minutes later he decided to go in the exact direction that I'm headed right now I'm like oh my god where are you she's like I'm headed to your place I'm on Dwight way because you you know we went to UC Berkeley so that's Dwight way and I go, don't hang up the phone. I am on my way. And I get out and I just, I don't know if I put on my shoes or not, but I just start running as fast as I can. I'm like, you're still there. You're still there. She's like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, keep on walking. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. And suddenly, you know, luckily, uh, because the drugstore is on Telegraph, I'm only around like zero point, I think like three or four miles away from you know, the drugstore. So therefore, if she's walking out, she's a little close and finally we meet up. 
And as I'm walking towards her, sure enough, like around 10 yards away, there's this guy and he looks to not be politically correct here, just sketchy. He has a long gray beard. He has this weird looking beanie. His jeans are, you know, just old and ripped and he has this backpack and sure enough, I'm like, okay, Shannon, hold my, Ooh, I said her name. Um, all right, blah, blah. Hold my hand for a second. Let's keep on walking down. She's like, okay. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, listen, don't worry. I'm here to protect you. But if we run and he starts running, that's not what I want. Also, if we head back to our apartment, I really don't want him to know where we live. So this is the idea that I have. I pick up the phone, I call 911, and I go, operator, operator, and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, listen, there's a guy that's following us. We're currently on Dwight Way. The end of the street, the corner street is Shattuck and Dwight. We're about like a, you know, 0.3 miles, 4 miles away from that, and I would really love, you know, to feel safe right now, and hopefully something can happen. She's like, okay, sir, don't hang up the phone. I am sending patrol officers to you right now. We get to Shattuck and Dwight, and all of a sudden, these two cop cars arrive. And luckily, as soon as they get there, they corner him. The patrol officers arrive. They get out, and they begin talking with him, like questioning him. And my, you know, my girlfriend and I were just like holding our hands. We're just looking. And after a few moments, the patrol officer, sorry, after a few moments, why am I saying sorry? The officer kind of like gets out, uh, walks towards us. That's what it is. He walks towards us and he begins telling me exactly what's been going on. I'm like, okay, who is this guy? And he goes, well, he's not a student here. And he says that he didn't mean to alarm you guys. He just happened to be walking around and he was headed towards Bart and this just happens to be, you know, the destination towards Bart, which is kind of true, but there are so many streets from that drugstore that he could have walked. I don't know why he walked all the way towards White because that's a few blocks down, whereas he could have just walked right to this close street called Bancroft. Anyway, I'm all over the place, guys. I'm so sorry, but so the cop is uh, talking and the patrol officer is talking. And I'm like, okay, so he's just, it's just coincidence. He's not a student. I thank you, officer. I do feel a little safer. And then the cop's like, well, I opened the bag. We opened up his backpack because he decided to show us. And there was just a lot of, you know, glass pipes. And I'm like, okay. So what, like, what does that mean exactly? And, uh, the cop's like, well, you can use these for various reasons, either for drugs or, um, as he said, he just likes collecting glass bottles. So we're going to definitely take a better look at it. You know, and after that, like my girlfriend and I, we, you know, still holding hands, say, you know, thank you so much, officer. And we head back to my place. And while I'm at the apartment, you know, just like this over, I don't know about to cry, but. I'm there and I'm looking at my girlfriend and I'm like, I, I can't believe this happened. 
it's like it's a dangerous world out there for uh, for just like a woman, especially this beautiful, petite Asian woman. I don't know I'm about to cry, but like it really touched me, and 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 it's like I knew at that moment that that I never wanted her to ever be in a position where I could not, you know, protect her. The idea that this person who I loved could be hurt in this way, you know, really got to me. Anyway, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. Hopefully you enjoy kind of what we're doing here. I'm really excited about uh, the future of this podcast. Guests coming, doing solo episodes. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget, like, subscribe. If you leave a five-star review on Spotify, that helps so much. A five-star on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave your Instagram handle, I will send you um, an Instagram uh, video DM. All right, with that said, you have an amazing day. Peace.